Grave of the Fireflies, a story of a teenage boy and his child sister trying to survive in World War II. Um, you just know it's going to be sad. You just know it's going to be sad. Um, how many times have you seen this movie? This was my second viewing. How old were you when you first saw it? Uh, it was about six years ago. And uh, going into it, what, what did you expect, if you remember? Well, the class was, I think, popular culture in Japanese media. I mean, I mean so the, just basically everyone knew going up to this movie what it would be about, but not how hard it would hit us. Because we're basically going through Japanese history and how how uh, their popular media, popular culture, and other media is reflected in their history and their culture. Yeah. So obviously, World War Two is a big part of that. So I think this was the main movie that we watched about World War Two and how they portray it. Uh yeah, and this is the second one on this podcast that we've seen. So within a month. Yeah. Um, going into this, this was my first time watching it and I've, I've seen stuff on it. I've obviously know that it's supposed to be really sad Yeah. and, um, I was really excited to watch it just because I, I wanted to, I wanted to see it after everyone's talked it up so much and, uh, yeah, and, and you, you hear this quote all the time, the best movie you only want to watch once. Yeah, yeah, I, I I hear that, and part of me, without really spoiling anything, wonders how different my reaction would have been if I didn't know everything going into this movie. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to say everything, because obviously I didn't know everything, but I I knew that... The kids were going to die. I just spoiled it, but it's all right. Um, <laughs> the first the first 10 seconds of the movie. Yeah, it spoils it. So it's not, yeah. it's not that big of a spoiler. Um, I, I, knew, I knew it was going to happen. I didn't know how it was going to happen or what was going to happen really leading up to it. So I, I kind of wonder how that affected my my reaction to it. I also wonder how I would have reacted differently if I was watching this on my own without any interruptions. Um, just because we had friends pop into the the chat while we were watching, and <laughs> while it wasn't a big distraction, they some of them messaged us uh, while we were still watching. Middle. Yeah. Yeah. So, I I definitely still cried. I'm, I'm gonna say that I definitely still oh, yeah. cried. Uh, I definitely, it was definitely a very emotional movie. I just, I really wanted to know if I can go back without it being spoiled for me and watch it just purely on first time, no expectations. I really wonder how my reaction would have been different. Oh yeah, I, it's it's something else when you go into it 
not knowing exactly what these kids are going to experience. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, that was, I was, I'm happy we watched this movie. Um, and I, I think it's an important piece of history, or at least, yeah, maybe history that maybe Americans don't really, aren't, aren't really aware of. Definitely not aware of it because history, although is something that's factual, it's not 100% because it's just based on who, which side's telling it, what right. perspective they're looking at it. All the history that we've seen, you know, doesn't really show the impact that the war had on these other countries that were on the opposite side. Um, just because it's it's not our history. Yeah, and and, it's and sad. This, it's sad to say, but right. And, and yeah, and this movie was is purely anti-war. I guess propaganda, if you want to say it like that. Definitely anti-war meetings. Yeah. Uh, just as Americans, we're very fortunate that we didn't have to deal with air raids and and things of that nature and fire bombs yeah nuclear fallout uh, that's you know still kind of going on to this day uh but anyways but yeah, I, I i wanted to add some trivia that uh this movie was released as a double feature with totoro right after it to make people feel good interesting yep I still have not seen Totoro. Um, we, we should have watched it as a double feature for, we, for us to feel better. Uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe. It's just crazy that you said that because, I, I mean, for most Studio Ghibli movies, they're obviously more lighthearted and not depressing like this one is. So Definitely. This was definitely... Kind of, it was it was kind of different, you know. I I didn't know how to expect them to to go about this this darker tone of a movie. Yeah, it's something that I don't think they've ever made similar similarly to. I just off the top of my head of all the Studio Ghibli movies that I know of, I'm almost positive they never done anything like this yep but yeah, anyways so yeah before we go to spoilers i would definitely recommend if you haven't seen it to watch it yeah um definitely it's a it's a must watch yeah and i would i would put it at maybe a pg-13 rating since it's unrated so is it yeah something if you're going to watch it with the kids Hopefully they understand things like death and, and mainly about death. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that's pretty much the only like adult thing that happens in this movie is death. And so, I, I agree with the PG rating, PG thirteen rating. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get into the spoilers, though, I might as well go over all the particulars. Uh, this movie is directed by Isao Takahara. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, all right, cool. It's <laughs> it produced by uh, Studio Ghibli. Um, it's also called 
Hotaru Nohaka. Yeah, sure. <laughs> ah, you, you know, I, I mean, yeah. I, I, I look I look to you for guidance in these tough times, Albert. <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> I'm Japanese. Well, we're not saying that, you know. I'm kidding. But you definitely have more experience pronouncing these names than us. Uh, but it had a budget of 3700000 which is actually more than I thought it was going to have. Just, I guess, because of the time period that it was released in. Well, I'm guessing back then in the late 80s that that was a big budget even back then. Because yeah. I don't think that's inflated. So if it was money back then, that's that must have been a lot still. That's true. Um, it was released July 26, 1989. Has a runtime of 1 hour and 29 minutes. And that was the longest 1 hour and 29 minutes I felt in a movie but in a good way in a good yeah. way um we we did say it was not rated but more closely along the lines of pg-13 if we had the chance choice uh in the u.s it had a box office of five thousand six five thousand one hundred and wait holy crap 517k thank you thank you Albert. <laughs> thank you <laughs> Um, and I did find out today that it was actually streaming on Hulu. Oh, okay. Yeah, we could have watched it with ads on Hulu. Eh. But, you know, yeah, we have, we have the luxury of being able to afford it with our own money. And let's go ahead to sell that sip. It's a six-word summary of the movie. Why don't you, uh, go ahead and start us off, Albert? Oh yeah, we're going to go the depressing route and say even little girls suffer in war. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. There's not much else to say other than that. It's it's true. But I mean, we did we did see this in our other movie that we watched um in this corner of the world. So, Mhm. Everyone suffers in war. Uh mine is pretty much along the same lines as yours uh mine is in days of need forget pride uh yeah pride is i mean it's a sin for a reason yes and unfortunately despite you know some of the things that do happen in this movie and it being during the time of world war ii a lot of the damage that was inflicted on these two children was self-imposed just because older brother was a little too prideful and not willing to just apologize yeah not willing to apologize whether it was right or wrong um and it cost him and his sister unfortunately yeah and he didn't even learn his lesson well Technically, he did learn it. No, he didn't because, <laughs> it, it, you know, never mind. If he he would have learned his lesson. If he would have died right after his sister, then technically, yeah, but he still could have saved himself. But he did. But he did. <laughs> he did look for help. He, I mean, yeah, mainly did not look for help when he should have. Yeah. Um, but yeah. 
let's uh, let's go ahead and rate the movie out of ten fireflies. What would you rate this movie? I mean, I'm gonna rate it a eleven out of ten fireflies. Oh, it's the legendary sip for you. Like this is this is a must watch. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna rate it a ten out of ten, just mm-hmm. because. Like I had mentioned earlier, I just feel like some of the impact was kind of taken away from me just by watching YouTube videos and talking to friends. And, uh, but it's definitely a much watch. Much, much, oh my goodness. <laughs> it's definitely a must watch. And try to go into this without any spoilers if you haven't already seen this movie yeah if you don't have to research it don't um yeah just stop the podcast right now <laughs> go watch it why don't you do it stop, it's literally stop wa- listening to us and watch the movie it's literally an hour and a half the podcast will be here when you get back <laughs> we'll probably still be talking at, about it since i obviously cannot speak tonight so <laughs> um but yeah uh definitely watch the movie if you have the chance uh, but let's get into some characters there's not really a whole lot in reality there's only two but I included two extra because they're listed as characters in the movie uh, you have the older brother Seta who's in his teenage years and his younger sister Setsuko who is probably around like three or four years old I'd say four or five. She can run around and do stuff. She's still wearing a diaper, though. Uh, true. Maybe three or four. But she she understands what death is as well. Does she? Well, she knows what a grave is and that her mom's there. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, we, we could talk about it later, but I'm, I'm not really sure that she understands it as much as her just being told by her aunt that her mom's in a grave. Okay. Uh, but the next She's two characters... too char- young, basically. Too yeah. young. Uh, the next two characters are, in fact, their mother. Uh, she wasn't given a name. She's just mother in the credits. And her aunt, their aunt, um, also not really given a name, just called aunt yeah, in the credits. Yeah, and I think it's um, on their dad's side, because at one point I think the aunt mentions to reach out to family on their mother's side. So I'm guessing it's their dad's sister. Yes. Um, yeah, it is his... It is the father's sister. Uh, but that's all the basic stuff. Let's uh, go ahead and get into the spoiler categories. Um, no use crying over spoiled milk if you have gotten this far and still haven't seen the movie. Yep, and uh, sorry if you're lactose intolerant. <laughs> uh, Jesse is lactose intolerant, which is... Yep, I know. Ironic that he... Anyways. No cheese for you. <laughs> no cheese for you. <laughs> the Tasty. What do you like about this movie? Oh, boy. Uh, the At least in the English dub that we listened to, I think the voice acting was pretty good I don't remember exactly on the dub 
uh, on the uh, Japanese version. But, I mean, the actors sound like kids, and I, that, I think that was good enough for me. Uh, yeah, there's not really... Not really much to complain with the two main characters. They they sounded around their age, which is just for some dubbed anime, it's very hard for them to do that for whatever reason. Yeah, they they cast some older woman to voice either boys or main character. Or girls. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, believe I mean, it. Believe it. <laughs> um yeah, honestly, it wasn't that bad. Uh, our person that was watching with us did say that she didn't enjoy listening to uh, Sata's voice after a while, which can be understandable. He does sound a little uh, pouty and childish, but But who, I, I think who that cares? leads into his character. Yes. Like, he, he is a pouty... He's not spoiled necessarily, but like we mentioned earlier, he's he, he he thinks he has a sense of pride that he needs to uphold. Yeah. Like someone mentioned to him that he's the son of a sailor, so you either have to have better manners or put some effort into his life. Yeah. When he's still a little kid, basically, and not really confident on what he needs or has to do. Yeah. Um, I agree with everything you said. Uh, I wasn't really distracted from the voice acting. I thought it was pretty good for being uh, dubbed. But in reality, all the Studio Ghibli movies that I've seen have done really well with their English voice acting. Oh, yeah. Uh, another thing is I really enjoy the animation for the time period. Um, it's very cartoony and yeah, it's not as it's not as smooth as those that same era for Disney animation, but it works. It still works well here. One thing that I enjoyed about it all was that it was still very colorful for being a dark and depressing movie, and they did kind of use that to lighten the mood and really make you feel happy-go-lucky during... Oh, yeah. It's totally to get you immersed so that when things go wrong, you feel really bad about it. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Like, I I had mentioned yesterday uh, while we were watching the movie, for probably the first half an hour of the movie, I was smiling a lot, which is kind of weird to say since the mother dies really early on in the movie. And, but just the interactions between the older brother and the younger sister were just so, so loving and fun to watch. Yeah, she's they, adorable. Yeah, they they try to have fun, make light of the situation, because nothing, I mean, other than everything else, they like they're they're not hurt themselves, they're not suffering themselves just yet. So, they're trying to enjoy their candy and good food. Yeah. Uh, another thing that I enjoyed was similar to in this corner of the world, they never really mentioned the atomic bombs, which they could have, and it would have 
helps show the impact that it was having on the society but to forego that and just show how these two are self-inflicting themselves um, really made me enjoy the ending that much more because yeah, it's, it's really not about the war it's really just about them and their their struggles yeah and, and it plus just shows maybe not about the nuclear bombing bombings but how how even just the fire fire bombs affected this this these siblings and the siblings or and the family in th- in this corner of the world yeah because basically that that's the key thing putting these two co- together was the families suffering because of the fire bombings yeah um, the fire bombings from the first raid really did a number on their their the area they were living in. Mm-hmm. It was total decimation. Like there was nothing. Right. There was nothing left. There's yeah, absolutely nothing to go back to. Or unless you dug something underground and protected it, like Seda did with the food. Yeah, with his dried fish and pickled plums. Uh, I kind of, uh, well, I could save that for later, but I, like I, I had mentioned, I, I really like the interactions between the, the two siblings. Um, every minute that was them together was just really happy and fun to watch until the end when it, it really hits you and their interactions early on really make you feel sad and depressed at the end. Very sad for Setsuko. Yes. Well, yeah. Because she's the most innocent person and she still suffers. And she was still trying to appreciate him, her brother, the whole time. Yeah. I, I think part of that's just because she's so young and, yeah. like you said, innocent. She doesn't really understand, but uh, the adults around her, not just not just Seda, but the aunt as well, are just so selfish and prideful for for no reason. And it's just like, just suck it up and apologize <laughs> to each other because this little girl's having, like, dies because of you guys i mean with with seda he was too prideful to apologize and just go back home and live with them and just bear with what the aunt was saying but at the same time the aunt was in the wrong as well i mean she's expecting him to go to school when there's not really any schools because they they got burned down uh, she wants him to get a job. Or, well, she's like, why aren't you working? But he obviously said that his the, the factory he was working in got bombed. Yeah, but, I, I mean, I would say those are kind of excuses. It's not like there's other factories he could go to. That's true. But then also, on top of that, he's trying to raise his sister as bad as he's doing. Yeah. Uh, it didn't really seem like she was helping that much. I mean, she was taking from them. She was 
using them, she convinced Seita to sell her his mother's uh, kimonos and for for rice, and then she took most of the rice and. Well, I'm not saying she's a good person. I'm still saying she's a bad person for kicking, basically telling him to get out. Yeah. So it's just like both of these people were very horrible teenagers and adults. And yep. what what's what's sad about it, and you still see stuff like this in our world today, obviously, because there are still bad parents out there. No one's, no one's 100% a good parent is what the mother believed soon became what the daughter believed and it's just like she's the same age as Seta maybe like a little bit older the aunt's daughter mm-hmm. and she's like just bad mouthing them as well and it's just like why you guys are all family yeah <laughs> have some sympathy they lost their home they lost their mother their father's not answering he he Obviously, he more than likely died in the war. Like, yeah, and I, I would say the aunt is basically the poisonous. mouthpiece, the mouthpiece of society at the time where you gotta put your part into providing for the war effort. Otherwise, you're just being a waste of space. Yeah, but I mean, like, come on, man. Because he, he's a capable person compared to a toddler, and he could be helping. He could be, and that's just part of his pride that he's not. But yeah. at the same time, it's just like they they lost everything, and they're just being wrongfully treated. Well, I mean, the problem is everyone's losing everything. So it's well, like, not yeah. at the time, not this family, not not, not yeah. the aunt's family. Like they, they're lucky. They yeah they were lucky they didn't they didn't lose any family well they didn't lose any of their immediate family I should say other they, than their sister or well, their sister in law <laughs> I guess and obviously she didn't have enough respect for her sister in law the way she's treating her sister in law's kids yeah. her own brother's kids like come on man yeah I I just I despised her I wanted to tell her off. <laughs> I got that off my chest, all right? Good. Um, but outside of that, I, I really like some of the symbolism. Like how quickly the fire, like they showed the fireflies dying in the net and how that symbolized the two siblings and the path they were heading down because of their, their ways. Um, yeah, that was... Everything was just leading, symbolizing that they're going to die really soon. Yeah, you have the the kids that just randomly stumble upon their living at the time because after after a while, for for those that don't didn't watch the movie or don't really care to, um, Seta and Setsuko end up uh, running away from the aunt's house and they find shelter in. I'm guessing it's a bomb shelter. It, it, is it a bomb shelter? Um, so they they end up living in these dug out dirt areas where they only have like 
limited amount of resources. They're tempted to hunt frogs. Well, they do allude that they end up eating frogs at, at one point. And these kids just stumble upon this area and just kind of make fun of how disgusting they're living. Like, And they have like a fake little grave that was made for the fireflies and they're like, Oh, did someone die here? And well, soon, soon, soon enough, someone's going to die. That's for sure. And it's just like, yep. I, I was having anxiety during this movie just because I knew, I knew it was going to happen and you start to see it to see it, especially with Setsuko because she's having malnutrition, um, problems and, She's starting to struggle breathing. She's got all this, like, um, rashes, rashes and lice. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that's lice because yeah. he's combing her hair and that was lice. Um, mosquito bites. Yeah. Mosquito bites out, out of the two of them. She's definitely, she's obviously suffering the most yep. and it's just like, when is it going to happen? When is it going to happen? To be honest, I, I thought I thought it was gonna happen a lot sooner. Yeah. Than it did, and it just once they abandon the the family and they try to live on their own, it's just like you're just you're just sitting there waiting for the worst to happen. Just like Setsuko's just sitting there waiting for her brother to return. Yes. That little montage of her just playing around. Oh. And, and it just, it, it irks me because I don't have any siblings. Mm-hmm. You, you, have a, you have a younger brother, Albert. Like, there's just that, I don't, I don't know, maybe when you were younger, probably not. I don't know. I don't know you guys that well. We, we, I, didn't, I know have you. To, we didn't have to suffer that much, no. Well. <laughs> You know, or, there's or always struggle. that there's always that like older brother thing where you always want to like protect your younger brother mm-hmm. or younger siblings. Uh, some of the anime that I've watched, you know, preach that where the the older siblings are supposed to protect the younger siblings, and it's just like he's he's fine because he's probably in the. And it's, he's definitely in his teenage years. It's it says that in the the plot summary. He can he can go a while without really needing nutrition, solid nutrition, because he's just he's older. His body's more mature. Mm-hmm. But why would you ever put your 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 little sister, who's three or four years old, through that for so long? Once. Once he went to the doctors, that should have been it. Like, he should have just been like, where am I supposed to get nutrition from? From the family you just abandoned, bro. Like, yeah. go apologize. Yeah. I was very angry with him at that point. And, and I think that's something that the movie was trying to show, was that he had chances and signs for him to go back but he chose to ignore them yeah and i this obviously we're, t- we're talking about the good of the movie and despite me like wanting to tell this these people off and like yell at them and 
punch him through the screen. Like, that's what the movie wants you to do. And I, that's I just think what, that's such a good sign of characterization. Ex- exactly. And that's that's why I enjoyed a lot of this movie. Is just because it made me feel what I was supposed to feel. Like, like yeah, you, you, you're mad at these characters, even though it's, it's even a cartoon and not even live action. Like, you're, you're upset at him for trying to be an adult to take care of his younger sister when he doesn't have the means to or barely does. And, and... you're mad at the aunt for thinking that, although he could be doing work, that she's also trying to kick him out because he seems lazy than he needs to be. Yeah. And, and it's like, Oh, excuse me. And it's like, um, even after they had money to buy food and after, um, he sees how bad his sister is. They, he goes and buys, a bunch of food for them and it's just like too late it's too late you should have bought you should have used that money a long time ago man like you're late man because how much i forget how much they said they had but it was obviously enough at the end to where he had a whole satchel not a satchel, but like a, a whole yeah. yeah, a whole bag full of food. Yeah, and it he, wasn't he, like a small bag. Right, like right at the end, I think the bank teller said three thousand yen or something like that. Yeah, and he, he like he got a watermelon, he got fish, he got eggs, rice, eggs. Yeah, too late. Too late. His sister, and, and this is this is what got me, because he gets back to where they're staying in this bomb shelter and she's just laying there sucking on what we uh, we thought well we thought was candy i guess you could say i didn't think it was really candy i was trying to figure out what it was yeah she's sucking on it like the fruit drops that she loves uh, thinking it's actual fruit drop and in reality it's a marble and so he like you're, take, she's hallucinating oh no yeah, and it's like she takes he takes the marble out of her mouth, and he feeds her the watermelon, and she says thank you, and then dies right there. And I'm just like, oh man, you missed that, up, bro. It's like that. I started crying because it's just yeah. like, you want some rice balls, brother? It's like, <sighs> it's like even to the end, she loved and appreciated him for it. Yeah, and he just. He just was a not a very good brother. I I think he was a good brother, just not a good person. <laughs> he cared for her very much, but he didn't see why things were not going well. As far as what was under his control. Yeah. Um, but just to see her pass away with happiness and being able to enjoy something sweet for her last dinner was was enough for me at that point i started crying and i was pretty much emotionally shot at that point i was just like i no more no more yeah basic the movie basically ends there yeah uh 
do you have any other good to talk about? Oh boy, I don't. I don't think so. Just, I, I think <laughs> just all the imagery is amazing. We we get throughout the movie, the, uh, I guess you could say the spirit of the brother, overlooking the past and seeing where he went wrong. Like, uh, getting upset at his aunt and running away, or like failing that. to return to the aunt after first getting caught by the farmer and talking to the police officer and then going to the doctor and realizing he needs to get actual food. Yeah. Uh, another thing is that farmer, you know, I, I get it. He's stealing from your crops and he shouldn't be, but at least take the little girl with him. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Turn them both in. Come on Turn now. them both in. Keep them together. But it's more of that symbolism of society has to come together for the war effort, and this young man is not putting in his effort. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But just going back to something you mentioned, I did enjoy how how they they did show him going through this time period of and kind of reflecting on all the mistakes he made, but I also like how they they use the the colors in in both. Like when it's how 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 best to say it when he's in like the spiritual world, it's like very red and morbid, and when they're actually alive, it's very vibrant and colorful. Mm-hmm. And I don't, you don't really see that in a lot of, a lot of movies. At least not yeah. in the anime movies that I've. Right, most, 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 I guess you could say spiritual versions of worlds. It's either black and white or gray, grayscale. Yeah. So I, I definitely enjoyed that. It definitely helped. Um, clarify what we're looking at because, early on in the movie. The very first scene that they do that, they switch between when he's alive and when he dies. And I was kind of confused at first, but then as the movie progresses and they're walking along this path of all the mistakes he made, I'm I'm like, "Okay, like this is this is really cool." But I still yeah. hate him. You hate his actions. He was a good brother. He tried. Yeah, he was. He was. It's just it just sucks because the little like, this is this is the second movie innocence man this is the second movie where i said come on not the little girl and started crying i mean it happened in this corner of the world it happened in grave of the fireflies why is it always going to be the little girl that goes first come on man or doesn't care how you feel exactly <laughs> i know but <sighs> imagine the tears that could have been shed if he died first and she was just with him. Oh no! Don't make me. No. <laughs> Don't make me think of that. It, oh. it would have been a whole different. That would be so thing. bad. Yeah. Um. Maybe great. we watch Totoro next. <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe we watch Totoro next, or or something happy go lucky. I don't. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Uh, but with that being said, do you have any more Tasty that we could talk about? I don't think so. I, I don't remember the music being something 
that really stood out, but still, in general, it kept the mood where it should have been. I don't think it was anything too jaw-dropping or anything to comment on. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, I, I do remember some of the, the music that, that plays throughout the movie, but it, it definitely didn't have some of those like ghosts in the shell or... Um, I'm trying to think of another movie, anime movie that had really good music, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, any questions you have for Tea Time? I don't think so. Do you? Um, I, I think I know the answer to this because my answer is the same. But of the two movies, um, Grave of the Fireflies and In This Corner of the World, uh, is it safe to say you prefer Grave of the Fireflies? I think so. I do. Me too. Um, I think it's more personal that you can almost imagine yourself as Seta. That yeah. you wish he would provide as much as he can for his little sister. Yeah. At the best of his ability, and it gets yeah, it get it gets very personal almost. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I agree with everything you said. Just I, like I said, I don't have any younger siblings, but if I, I did, you know, I definitely would want to protect them as best as I could. And with that being said, watching his actions and seeing how he just couldn't accept, uh, accept apologizing. And just going back and bearing through it, mm-hmm. it just you just kind of despise his actions. But he he was doing the best that he could, and she was definitely a happy little sister, despite everything that was happening. So, right, I think you kind of touched on it. There, there's that pride that both main characters have in this movie and in this corner of the world where they're surprised that the Japanese are surrendering. Yeah. That that they they have pride in the Japanese army, so they have pride in themselves as well. Yeah. So um, doing something like apologizing or surrendering is almost like unspeakable for them. It's disgraceful. Yeah. Dishonor. Dishonor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I feel I feel a lot better after getting all of that off my chest. I, I know, think it's yeah, you got to get those you got to get that out of your head. Uh, yeah, into the world. I was kind of nervous to talk about this movie, obviously just because of how morbid it is and subject matter, yeah. Yeah. But I just want to clarify that everything I said despite how much I just just did not like the actions of Seda and did not like the actions of his aunt. I it's definitely something I enjoyed about the movie because that's what the movie's trying to make you feel. It's trying to make you hate the aunt for tossing these kids out and just being a meanie. <laughs> um and you know, you also just you, you as you see as you see Seda's actions being 
causing more and more harm to the, the two of them. You just kind of wish he would do better for them. Oh, yeah. Uh, but with that being said, let's uh, go ahead and go on to the gross. The gross. The eating bullfrogs and... Snails. Snails, because they couldn't afford food of the movie. Uh, what did you dislike about this movie? I like snails. Um, <laughs> I've uh, had frog's legs. You've, you've eaten silkworms, so... Yeah, yeah that too. That's Korean. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying, like, um, for, for those of you that don't know, Albert likes to try all the, the random... Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to have silkworms again, but I'm going to say I've had it. I'm not going to have it ever. <laughs> um, I don't know how to critically or be critical on this. I, I, I don't know anything that I could... Uh... What do you think? Ah, uh, I'm it. I'm along the same lines as you. Like, I can't. I cannot really dislike anything about this movie, other than what the movie wants me to dislike. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's an amazing movie, and I'm honestly uh, tempted just to make it an eleven out of ten because I feel that just because I had stuff spoils for me and the impact wasn't as 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 big as it should have been because of all the spoilers that I've seen. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't detract from how good this movie is, so I, I'm going to give it 11 out of 10. Ooh, okay. I, I honestly, um, yeah. just out of all the podcasts that we've done solo without Jesse, this is the one I'm, I'm most confident in. Like, I can't stop talking <laughs> about this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm I'm very energetic right now. It, I mean, yeah, I'm glad because <laughs> I, I I think this is something that not a lot of people probably considered even or probably never considered in the '40s the effects of this of this war, at least for the Japanese people. I mean, in all fairness, I I wouldn't be surprised to yeah. People nowadays don't even realize how big the war had an effect on uh, Japan. I mean, like, are there any movies about kids suffering in Germany or Russia? Like, no, I don't, not I that really I know. know of. I mean, at least not westernized. We're going to have to look it up. Yeah, it's... But but even still, I mean, when when you really look back at it, Japan suffered... Probably the worst. They had the two. Jojo Rabbit. (laughs) Sorry. Yes, Jojo Rabbit. (laughs) That's a parody. Uh, That that is a parody, but um, Japan had the two nukes dropped on them. Yeah, you you can't say that about any other country. The effects of those two bombs, like, have lasted for a long, long time. Yeah. But at least you could. Yeah, firebombing is unique to yeah generations. But yeah, firebombing is not limited to just Japan. Like a lot of that stuff happens all over Europe. Yeah, yeah. Um, just trying to think of something that I did not like about this movie. Uh, I don't think I. I'm looking through an old textbook. 
for something to talk about. <laughs> I, I mean, guys, that's that's how that's how good this movie is. We have to look through a textbook for things the, to talk about. Oh, okay. This mentioned the other World War Two movie that I was trying to remember. It's called Barefoot Again, and it's even it might be even worse than this movie, like tear drinking wise. Because it's about a little boy suffering by himself, basically. <laughs> okay, so, so let's, take some, let's take some time. Yeah, I think uh, we, we need a break. Yeah, we need a break from the sadness because we went from in this corner of the world, which was very sad. Uh-huh. And Violet Evergarden. Violet Evergarden, which was emotional through most of it. Uh-huh. And then... Grave of the Fireflies, which was even like, even more emotional. Like I feel, yeah, we should I feel, take a break. I feel definitely like I need to. Uh, what what was the term? Fetal position into my bed, like <laughs> yeah. for a couple weeks. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I I can't I can't think of anything bad to say about this movie. Just I'm gonna keep reiterating it. Just go watch the damn movie. Watch it again. If you haven't seen it for a while, talk to us about it. Talk to us about it. Let's wrap it up. Let's let's wrap it up. I'm gonna give a special shout out to our friend Andy who watched this movie with us. I was very surprised she watched this movie with. Thanks us. for joining us, even though you're not my brother because his name's Andy too. It'd be really weird if you were Albert's brother. Because <laughs> you're mainly a- because you're <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, thanks for watching the movie with us. Uh, it was much appreciated. Even though you probably will never hear this, but that's why I saved it for the end of the podcast for that off chance that you do listen. You don't get your shout out to the end, so you have to Ooh, watch. Yeah. You have to you gotta, listen gotta, to the gotta, entire you thing. You can't skip around. There's no timestamps. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but anyways, let's let's go ahead and wrap it up with our jugs and plugs. Uh, subscribe to us on Google Podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, like, share, tell us what you thought about this movie. Um, if you cried, just let us know. Are we crybabies? Are we cry? Yeah, are we the crybabies? It, if you did cry and if you did feel like emotionally depressed after watching this movie, what did you watch to cheer you up after? Did you yeah. watch a double feature? Was it Totoro? Or did you choose something else? We we, we want to know because we need we need that in our lives right now. Yeah. Was was this not a legendary sip for you guys? Like, do you think it's not that good of a movie? And if, if it's really that bad, then what's wrong with you? Oh, come on, John. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but, yeah, this has been the Legendary Sip Podcast, and... Join us next time for Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, some good old action. Good old action and nonstop fury on the road. Road rage. (laughs) Will this be the sip we've been looking for? Bye.